0: natural family planning during e- during an eclipse <laughs> promoters of this
1: to conceive a child during an eclipse yeah
0: that would be that's actually what i want to do <laughs> <It's>, that's my, <laughs> you got to be fast that that would be you have to be um very well uh trained <laughs> i guess i guess that would <laughs> you have to be uh very well um strategic yeah and uh, in control um of your <laughs> Uh, surroundings. Yes. yes. So, but um, well, what would
1: you name a child if you conceived it during the eclipse? Ah, uh, shoot! Eclipse. John, John Glenn. Glenn. Welcome back to Eclipse on Tap, the podcast where we talk about eclipses of all kinds and space in general. I'm one of the two co-hosts, Matt, and with me this Saturday evening is the other co-host, David. Houston, we are go for TLI. We're go oh, for yeah. launch. We are, we are go for
0: launch. Go for Episode, landing. Go for landing. Episode 23 of Eclipse on Tap, and what better of an occasion, mm-hmm. we are at, at, literally to the minute right now. On the fiftieth anniversary of Apollo Eleven's landing, um, I've been waiting for this all month, all summer really. Um, it's finally here. We 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 went through the the uh, the launch on the sixteenth and all that, the kind of the fiftieth anniversary of that. But I think the big night is tonight. Yep, the and landing. We we are right smack dab. The first step was actually placed right now, ten fifty six p.m. Eastern time. We
1: got to get our phone out to show.
0: So we. Um, we're, we're here this is it this is this is the big month we got plenty to talk about tonight we're uh
1: 1056 yeah
0: we're set up here we got the Saturn V
1: right ready to rock
0: ready to rock the Lego here so we're, we're good to go
1: so with that said yeah. uh 1056 50 years ago to this exact minute yep the eagle has landed so we have well, some eagle rare eagle Whiskey. rare we're
0: gonna cheers to
1: cheers to the to the actual uh the first step first step on yep. on the moon Cheers. Oh, mm. it's
0: good. It's good. The eagle has landed. The eagle has landed. So yeah, I'm. I've been excited about this all month. Yeah, for sure. Just because of the build up and that, like, there's been so much stuff going on up until yeah now. Um, yeah, you know, you've had like, you know, the the Armstrong movie came out um, earlier in the year and all that kind of stuff, and that was really cool um yeah the first or, man movie. yeah first yeah. man movie yeah, about neil armstrong and all that kind of his personal life and now we we had the the cnn film uh apollo 11 uh came out and that was really really cool yeah um, that was a great a great film yeah and we got that playing in the background over here but um i think it just it's uh it's neat to see the amount of enthusiasm for a lot of people for tonight um yes. and i think this is a huge deal this is this is you know something obviously we sent multiple missions to the moon, but this is the very first one, so um, I think the people that were around, you know, like obviously our parents and all that that were younger that could actually watch it back in the day right and my mom was talking to me earlier tonight, and she was saying, yeah we we were watching it on a our you know sixteen inch or nineteen inch television mm-hmm. that was black and white, and that was our big t v yeah, and she can remember watching it with her brother and her dad and being huddled around. Yeah, so it's crazy. It's it's, it's crazy. That's fifty years ago, but yeah, just I mean, I think it's. I mean, we talk about it all the time. It's crazy that the we had the technology to do it fifty years ago,
1: it definitely and here we is. are. So yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, it's something to celebrate. And I think, like going off of what you said, the fact that there was so much uh, recognition of the fiftieth anniversary of this event, not only. Uh, of course, via NASA and the Smithsonian museum had a lot of cool stuff that they did. And they put out the cool, uh, JFK moonshot app, uh, where you could do like an augmented reality of your, uh, Saturn five launch. And then they put the projection of the Saturn five up on the Washington monument and made it look real and all of this. But you also had like brands getting behind it. So mm-hmm. we've, th- we've talked about the Budweiser, uh, discovery reserve, uh, the fact that they released a special beer specifically for the 50th anniversary of this mission, that was really cool. And, and, and I know that there were some other breweries. Um, I'm hoping, actually, when Julia and I go out to the St. Louis area in September, uh, Schlafly is a is like Schlafly is like the Bells or the Founders. Bells or Founders is to Michigan what Schlafly is to Missouri. Uh-huh. It's like the biggest, oldest craft brewery. And they had a really cool special edition 50th anniversary Apollo beer. Um, yeah, I think you sent me a picture yeah, of that. Yeah. I need to get my hand. I'm hoping that, like, you know, I know the Budweiser is through all the through pretty much the whole summer. I'm hoping maybe I can get my hands on that, too. Yeah. So there's, like, cool brands getting behind it. And just I, I think it's cool that you have this full push. It gives a lot of enthusiasm to something like this uh, and well-deserved, of course. Mm-hmm. But um yeah pretty neat they had like you said the apollo 11 movie that we saw in the theaters they had it running on cnn um this evening we yeah. tuned in
0: kind of like it, i don't know like i obviously we weren't around mm-hmm. when it actually did happen but just it almost kind of makes you runs a little you know tingly feeling up your spine when you're watching it you know like, like this up. was the, this was the night 50 years ago that this actually happened mm-hmm. um for the first time so it it's, uh, I I think it's just, it's incredible that we were able to accomplish something like that, you know, and I think, um, it's important for people like us to, you know, we're, you know, I'm, we're in our early, early thirties, you mm-hmm. know, late twenties, and it's just kind of like spread the word and we weren't even around for it, you yeah. know, and we're still very passionate about it. So I think, you know, definitely passing it on, passing that passion on to, you know, people like my ne- nephew Tyler and yep. things like that, you know. I think it's very important I, and hopefully um hopefully this whole thing doesn't get lost over the years with uh yeah. and I, I don't think it will because I think we got plenty of stuff coming up with more you know, obviously returning to the moon and going to Mars, so yep, I 2024. Don't think 2024. I don't think it will, but at the same time, you know, when I was young, I I don't recall too many times where we actually talked about the moon landings mm-hmm. in class and like middle school or anything like that, really. No. Um, so, which is unfortunate, but yeah, yeah,
1: it definitely needs to be something that uh, uh, our that just humanity in general needs to cherish it. Right. Regardless of whether you're from the United States or not, it was, it was a moment that brought all of humanity <laughs> together. The entire world was watching these two men touch, touch foot on the moon. Uh, Neil was probably, you know, walking around right now and what buzz was maybe 30 minutes later i think you yeah i think or maybe i don't i think it, w- it was spaced out decent for, amount of maybe time. maybe it wasn't an hour yeah because because so. i think
0: like neil went out and it was basically he went like obviously both of them were suited up obviously yeah because yeah. they had to depressurize and all that yeah but neil went out and he got i think because they didn't know whether he was gonna fall through sink or sink yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. and yeah. i think um obviously they quickly realized they weren't going to as soon as they landed on a hard surface but um, these gentlemen right here yeah, yeah. and I even put uh, Mike Collins in there too um, on the you know because he just he should be
1: there he you know? should be yeah no one so, can, you can't forget about Mike Collins yeah. and the important role he played yeah. uh, keeping the command module orbiting the moon at 60 miles above the surface yeah while these uh, buzz and Neil took foot on the moon I, and I was actually it was pretty cool I don't know if you saw Google got behind this too. They had a Google, you know, the doodle that they do every day. Like if you search on Google, it's like something, some artistic rendering of their logo. Yeah. And for the, for this week, actually it's been a different Apollo themed um, doodle. So if you clicked on it, it did like a full video kind of cool cartoon rendering of the launch of the mission. Uh, And they had an interview with Mike Collins and he was saying um, what a surreal feeling it was to be in the position he was and that he doesn't regret not being on the moon, that he understands he played a very important role. Oh, yeah. And uh, he he said that during that time when he was orbiting, he actually was very calm. Uh, he wasn't really, he knew the mission was, they'd practiced it so many times. And he actually uh, was kind of laughing and saying he had some hot coffee, like, while they were down there on the moon. Like, he was just, like, sitting yeah. on some coffee. So, yeah. uh, just waiting for, for the return. And then, of course, the subsequent rendezvous which is just amazing that the mission was went so well um obviously there was the if you've seen the apollo 11 movie it does a really good job or the first man movie does a really good job too of talking about how when they were coming down in the lunar module um how there was some sketchy situation with the landing um area had was a little off what they thought but i mean really neil armstrong is uh got ice in his veins and was able to oh, yeah. land that thing without any any uh, issues. I mean, can you imagine? Because I mean,
0: obviously they did all that testing, all that reconnaissance like in, in obviously in in what we would consider now like virtual reality training. Right. But, you know, they they didn't have like a screen that they were, they could look at or anything like that as far as the training goes like a, you know, yeah, it was a like video the, game. It wasn't like a video game or like a you know yeah. simulation. Like it was, it was a simulator, but it wasn't the same.
1: It was all the on the dash. Like, there was no. Yeah. It's not like playing flight simulator on the computer or something. It was yeah. Very. Yeah.
0: So, you think about that, and then they actually get there, and you know the lems basically like a phone booth, mm-hmm. like a double wide phone booth, essentially, and you know they. You don't really honestly know what it's going to be like when you get there. So, you get there and you're like, "Oh crap!" Yeah. There's a you know shit ton of boulders that are the size of Volkswagen. Yeah, massive. You know boulder. buses out here. So. Yeah, they, you you have to have, just absolutely like, nerves of steel to yeah. be able to do that. But and on top of it, to it too, about. he's he,
1: in his ear. He's got, you know, the folks down on, on Earth. Telling him the Capcom telling him that he's pretty much running out of fuel. Yeah, his fuel is uh, for for the lem at least for what they had allocated for the entry burn was running low. Pretty oh, much. Yeah. running to the very limit um, when he finally found a spot. So yeah, they had I don't know they had like 15 seconds or 30 seconds left. Yeah, yeah,
0: but which is honestly to him he's probably thinking oh man i got a lifetime yeah yeah slow motion yeah. maybe in his mind yeah 30 seconds to him or 20 seconds to him is you know if you're you've flown how many fighter jets and you know all that kind of stuff like that's you're thinking 30 seconds hell i got yeah. i got that's 2 hours to land basically
1: yeah, in life. his mind so i i feel like for him especially yeah. with his experience with uh in again the first man movie does a really good job of depicting the the issue that he ran into with his his gemini mission mm-hmm. um and his ability probably one in a million the mm. fact that he was able to keep that that capsule in control in the gemini mission i think that everybody was pretty confident in his ability oh in yeah that, in that random occurrence where there was boulders at the landing site uh everyone was pretty confident i'm i'm i think I, i'm not it's not to say like i mean i wasn't there i'm sure everybody in the uh, capcom area was freaking out (laughs) oh yeah but he in his head i feel like he was just one of those guys that seems like he was very very uh level-headed in all scenarios yeah
0: and yeah it's neat yeah you you, i mean you listen to interviews with like charlie duke and yeah those guys and i mean charlie duke was you know he he was actually he was capcom i mean so he was the whole time he, he he was basically saying yeah i was basically essentially shitting my pants yeah
1: i was blue in the face because it was my breath yeah
0: you could you just don't know like is he gonna something massive gonna go wrong i mean obviously they had issues with like the computer and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. because the computer could only do one thing at a time basically and it was they were trying to basically have it do multiple things and it was just freaking out and Mm -hmm. setting off alarms Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff but Pretty crazy and i and i you know i got to go to the smithsonian and actually see the capsule mm-hmm. for apollo 11 yep um probably five or six years ago in dc yeah yep. so we went there um and i got to see they didn't have neil armstrong's suit mm-hmm. on display they had buzzes on display okay yeah um which is crazy though because you, you go and you like those are things that you know you've only seen in a picture yeah. you know and you can only imagine what it actually looks like in real life and then you go see it it same thing as like going to an eclipse you know or mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of like oh i wonder what it's going to be like you actually go see it and you're like i can't believe that's the apollo 11 capsule yeah and that's I, the actual I, thing and yeah. i can't believe that's the suit that buzz wore on the moon that night you know so yeah. um pretty crazy but we we got a good setup here going for we do this night this occasion we have the like I said earlier, the, the
1: Saturn V Lego that we actually built we did when build. this came out took us uh, around f- four three or four hours to build. Yep, it's a very intense Lego. It uh, is more than meets the eye because it actually can be broken into all three stages, and the actual internals of the Lego are representative of the internals of. It, it's not you, the you build the Lego in the first like hour or two. You haven't even started constructing the height of this at all. No. Or even the no. outside. You're, like, just building the core.
0: Yeah, you're building, like, the the skeleton, essentially. Yeah. And then, it, which is really cool, the way they have this thing. That I mean, that was part of the coolest thing about this whole set is that you build it from, like, the core out. Yeah, it's not just, like, a shell. You build it's, it in stage. It's not just, yeah. yeah, it's not like, oh, put this piece to this piece, and in five minutes you're done. Right. So it, that's... One of the really cool things about this and it actually like you said separates into the different stages. So yep. we thought it was very fitting to put this on display. Yep. It um, is it's
1: on display yeah in your condo at all times, it's, but it's just relocated. Time. Yeah,
0: essentially yeah, yeah, it's it's on display at all times. Um you know, it it's more or less a Apollo Museum in here. So
1: Yep, you've got But
0: the uh,
1: very fitting poster for this
0: Apollo 17. Yeah but still but uh, still very, very fitting
1: very neat uh, we, yep.
0: image got a newspaper this is actually a local newspaper here the Grand Fitz Press did a whole thing on Apollo 11 which is this is really cool
1: a centerfold
0: yeah and I actually <laughs> I actually I might frame this yeah that's legit so they actually printed this whole thing I'll put this I mean it, the the photo on the front like this is Legit. Yeah, that's that classic photo yeah. of Neil Armstrong. That's actually t- t- taken a, by Buzz. the NASA photo. Yep. And then throughout the whole thing here they have actually a couple of good little play by plays on, yep. on the whole that that whole mission. So um, definitely really cool to see like the local paper do something like this. Yeah. Not just, you know, New York Times or something like that. Or USA Today. Um, or yeah. USA Today. So
1: Kudos to the Grand Rapids. This is a big deal, Grand Rapids Press.
0: It's a big night. Yeah, it like, is. as I was saying, when I was pouring the, uh, you know, the, the uh, Eagle Rare, it's, it feels like it's a, like a holiday. Yeah. You know. Well, so. yeah,
1: that was, it was. So we were getting the set ready, getting the GoPros SD cards cleared out from last month, getting everything squared away, and we looked at the clock and it was, it was counting down to the to the moment, and uh, yeah, it did really, it really did feel like New Year's Eve or something. The balls dropping. Yeah. Where in in this case it's Neil's walking down the ladder. <laughs> yep. Old Neil. Um, so yeah, pretty cool. Um yeah, and then the other the other piece of the Lego was the the yep. actual command module coming back down to yep. the uh uh to the ocean. And that, that lem actually goes actually goes inside the Lego. Yeah, it fits exactly yep. as it would in real life. Yep. Upside down, connecting Which at is, the
0: top. You mean if you're if you're designing something like this, you might as well.
1: Yeah, you can see the little connection point there on the Lego where it goes into the fairing yep. of the uh, of the third stage, mm-hmm. which is really neat. So, yeah, pretty awesome. But, uh, yeah, and then so kind of getting back, the flurry of excitement for episode 23 is really, the, I mean, this episode's a big episode for us because of really two reasons, or three we're one away from being two years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second reason, it's the 50th anniversary of Apollo 11, and it's also just following the 2019 total solar eclipse in yep. Patagonia. So, yep.
0: which we really wanted to go to, um,
1: couldn't quite make it. Couldn't quite make it, but we, financially a little bit of a challenge because, of course, it's yep. airfare, lodging. It's a big expense. But oh yeah, some hopefully next time
0: next time um oh i mean next time for sure because it's it's going to be in our backyard right um but huge huge month like you said yeah going on and i didn't really even think about the two-year mark for yeah. us but next um, month. yeah like you can't really there's really i mean this is the christmas time for space stuff right now because yep. you have apollo 11 anniversary which is really like I think the biggest thing that has ever happened in space yep. history mm-hmm. i mean in history in general as far i mean literally in his history in general this is like one of the biggest things that's ever happened um and then you have yeah the patagonia eclipse which we've seen footage of this and it it, it has looked um pretty remarkable what would actually um all the footage that people were actually able to send out and even the um and I followed it on the, on the live feed on YouTube. I know you did too. Yep. Yeah. Um, watched while, it all from uh, the yeah.
1: observatory down there. So our, or was in Chile. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that Chile. was
0: in Chile. So um pretty crazy. Crazy activity for the month.
1: Yeah. And, and there there's
0: been some news with you know SpaceX is still continuing to kind of get stuff ready for mm-hmm. um Falcon Heavy, or not Falcon Heavy, but Starship, uh, Starship and all that. So, um,
1: yeah, things are yeah. Uh, chugging along. Speaking of chugging, yeah. Uh, Speaking of which, <laughs> so we had our uh, Eagle Rare to re- to celebrate the uh, the Eagle has landed. It was only fitting. Uh, if you're not, if you are a whiskey drinker and you've never had Eagle Rare, um, you need to you need to you buy need, a bottle.
0: You need to do it right now. Um,
1: I think is probably the best bang for your buck. Eagle has wh- landed whiskey that you can buy. It is. Um, If you're familiar with, you know, Bourbon County, Kentucky, you've got a scenario where um, there's a a large um, amount of distilleries in that local area. And Eagle Rare is the 10 year aged version of Buffalo Trace. So Buffalo Trace runs about $25 a bottle, and it follows all the guidelines of what makes bourbon bourbon. It's 51% corn mash, has to be aged in American oak, a fresh charred barrel for six years, and then they leave it in for another four years to create Eagle Rare. So it is a perfect Eagle Has Landed celebration uh, toast. Uh, and it runs like the funniest thing about it is like Buffalo Trace is twenty-five bucks. Eagle Rare, you get an extra four years of aging in the barrel, and it's literally four dollars more.
0: And it's um, it's Kentucky only, yeah. straight bourbon. It's only thirty Was bucks. He,
1: yeah, thirty-dollar bottle, and it's it's yeah. uh, one of the best. Bottles you can buy for 30 bucks, in my opinion.
0: And it goes hand-in-hand with the occasion tonight.
1: Absolutely. Along with that, what else do we have? Yeah, so we were at our local Horrocks, which I think we've talked about before. It's a kind of a market uh, in town here that also has a tavern that you can buy a beer and waltz around the store with your pint, which is pretty amazing. So this one is from, um, what was the brewery? Illuminated Brew Works in Chicago, Illinois. So it's not a local beer, but it, we just had to buy it. It's called Astronaut I Scream. And it is a double dry hopped, double IPA. So double, double. And it has lactose in it as well. So it has a... We, I haven't even taken a sip yet. Uh, I figured you'd pour yours. My yep. GoPro died, but show, off, uh, yep. show so off that one to the camera.
0: The the cool thing about this is that it's actually... Um, the astronauts, like, I guess, the so the label, obviously you already announced astronaut eye scream Yep, and the helmets are literally eyes yeah as you can see here
1: pretty cool art on the on the can
0: hopefully it makes my eyes scream but
1: uh and it's just kind of cool that you know you've got two astronauts on the label it appears that they're on the moon or so yeah it looks like they're on the moon
0: enjoy with people you trust it says this on the label
1: the one the one uh, astronaut is harvesting what appears to be a moon rock you've got two just like in uh apollo 11. Yep. So, yeah, it's a pretty cool beer. Yep. And it says, uh, what was the cool part?
0: Uh, so, it says on the back here, um, we care about you, space travelers, and we care about your long journeys into night.
1: <laughs> Which is awesome.
0: Yep. So, um, and it goes on a little bit more here. Um, this so.
1: delicious and boozy treat is made with all the same grisp and hop bill as astronaut juice. So, they have another yeah. beer. Yeah, astronaut yes, juice, which I'm assuming is a hazy IPA. So illuminated, yep. this will be my first beer I've ever tried from them. It was a little pricey. Oh, it's got a great. Just listen to that. Sounds great. Um, it was a little pricey. I think it ran like. It was like twenty eight, bucks, for, four bucks pack. for a four yeah. pack or something. Yeah. But when you when you break it out, I mean, you figure most places you spend five five dollars on a pint when you buy it actually on draft. Yep. So it kind of works out. But um,
0: it's it's um. It looks like you're pouring orange juice.
1: Yeah, I think the lactose it, yeah. gives it that kind of creamy flavor. Yeah, let's let's cheers this and try it because so, yeah. I haven't tried it yet. Let's see what it tastes like. Eight percent ABV, so it's should definitely be, a little bit of good. a heavy hitter. Oh yeah, that's good. That's really good. Yeah, kind of tastes like your um your uh, juicy IPA. Yeah, a little bit smoother, I think actually. Yep. Like, scary scary smooth. Very. Like this, For being this, an 8%er. It oh, yeah. doesn't taste like it has any yeah. alcohol in that's it That's why it, it
0: says drink with people you trust.
1: Yeah, that's important. You don't want to be hanging out with somebody
0: you don't trust. So it's essentially,
1: stuff. so they're saying it's the exact same hop bill, so they've used the exact same mm-hmm. amount of hops as in their astronaut juice, which again, I think is probably their hazy IPA, but in this case, they've thrown in some lactose sugar to make it creamy and ready for dessert. Hmm. so i actually don't think it's very i don't think it's overly sweet i wouldn't consider this a dessert beer I, like when i think of dessert beer i think of like your chocolate double barrel bourbon age stout you know like that kind of thing yeah this is i think it's pretty easy drinking
0: yeah oh it tastes good
1: i think I we, like know, we were talking earlier so we're walking around horrocks and there were a few options for space themed beers and we've said on the podcast before How funny it is to us that there are a lot of space-themed beers, not only in our Michigan state of Michigan local market, but obviously, you know, clearly outside of the of state lines as well. I think the reason for it is in a lot of cases, and we're lucky that this exists. There is a uh, a varietal of hops called Galaxy hops, Mm -hmm. and so like this beer is made with Galaxy hops. So it's only natural then for the brewer, I think, to make it space themes. I, yeah. I had
0: no idea that that was the case. Yeah. I would not have I mean, I'm glad I planted cascade hops on my patio. Yeah. But I would have chosen galaxy galaxy hops if it if it was available. Yeah, there's
1: a lot of IPAs brewed with galaxy hops cuz it has a bit of that pungent bitter hoppy flavor. Mhm. But um and a Just lot of double IP. Yeah, exactly. So so galaxy hops um Are becoming increasingly popular, and I think with that, the brewer just is like, oh, Galaxy Hops, I must make this a space theme name. Yeah. And so you get all these beers like this that have these uh, astronaut themes or whatever it may be. So, so this one's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah. Illuminated Brew Works. The guy at the counter, he was like, oh yeah, it just came out. It just came out this week, and it's uh, it's really good, but it's kind of pricey. We're like, hey. Oh yeah. It's the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 landing. That's (laughs) right.
0: Why... Why would we not?
1: We spared buy no expense. It? I mean, for I mean, realistically,
0: it's not that pricey because we were talking like we're walking around with a beer there, and the beer I you know you you buy a beer at a brewery or anything like that, and it's six bucks. Yeah, five Yeah, it's, it's bucks. like minimum four fifty. Yeah, around, so at least
1: around where we are from.
0: For the single, I mean, we bought it was like five five bucks. Five twenty nine or something. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so, and
1: it's a pint. It's a full sixteen ounce beer. Yeah, so. so it's, it's, it's
0: no different than buying a beer like off the tap at a brewery anyway right. so yeah. it's just if you buy a four pack it adds up you know Yeah, we just bought so. them
1: singles and I'm glad we did because it is tasty and um, pretty cool I think this is the f- first beer in a while that we've had from out of the state interestingly it says brewed and packaged by Illuminated Brew Works under special agreement with Great Central Brewing Company in Chicago, Illinois Yeah. so it's a brew by contract essentially great central brewing company must be like the parent uh company a lot of places do this nowadays like that's pretty much like broadleaf in a way Mm -hmm. is like that you know brewed and packaged by broadleaf beer under special agreement with vivant or that's probably what theirs will say yeah yeah so but yeah speaking of broadleaf they had a couple of uh space themed beers we've talked about them they did yeah Uh, we like to give them a shout out because they're friends of ours and we were there last night, and we had their new India Pale Lager called Beamed Propulsion.
0: Beamed propulsion.
1: And uh, it was good. It was very good. Tasty. It was hoppy. And First time I had that. Yeah, they have it in cans with a kind of a cool, funky-looking can. Yep. And then they had two beers released today. I don't think yep. either of those were particularly space-themed, but.
0: Um no, I don't think the two today were space-themed, but um, I might. It might be a good idea to go try those out tomorrow. But. Yeah,
1: the, um, one of them was a double I- or a Juicy IPA. Yep. The other was. I'm a, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the Juicies. Yeah, they are very good. Summertime. Yeah, good, good summertime. Easy yeah. drinking. And then the other one was a Zwickl beer, which is yeah. like a German-style unfiltered lager, which uh, I've had one before in a brewery in Missouri that specialized in German-style beers, and it was very good there. So I think I, I'm a fan of the style. And it should be very good because it seems like everything they've made so far has been uh, a hit at yeah. Broadleaf. So, so yeah, yeah, it's a it's a very cause good. for celebration. Yep. We, this is the thing, like David was saying. It's this is a big deal, especially for us. Like when we didn't, we weren't we weren't around to, to see it for the first time, but it, it doesn't matter for us. We're passionate about the the whole idea of of the project that Apollo was, and so to celebrate the fiftieth anniversary is. Um, it's a big yeah. one and
0: you know this week they've actually like nasa um obviously has been posting numerous um i guess hype posts about yeah. apollo anniversary and all that kind of stuff and apollo 11 anniversary and all that and um they mentioned something about you know, 2024. the 2024 their the next goal is to have somebody next you know man or woman on the moon Mm in 2024 and can you imagine that's going to be so obviously we also have a total eclipse that year yep oh man can you imagine if we have a totally well we will have a total eclipse that year but no doubt about that but we'll you know we might also have another human being stepping foot on the moon that year it's going to be that's going to be insane
1: yeah it'll be a year to um to save up the the pto we're gonna need a lot of time to uh, to celebrate those events and with the upcoming eclipse i mean that's a that's a good point of top we can talk about that uh 2019 eclipse the patagonia one in in more detail uh, here in our second half um but yeah with that said as far as like a lead-in to what we're celebrating this is a very celebratory episode it's um a lot of big things like david said happening in this month of july 2019 and uh we'll go ahead and continue sipping on our uh, astronaut ice ice cream ice cream yeah um and we'll take a quick break and be back with you in uh, just a few minutes yep (laughs) from the break episode 23 we are here uh back at the set now sipping on beer as you can hear that's david it. that's what we're doing literally sipping so, literally
0: sipping um, on my astronaut ice cream yep
1: yeah, astronaut yeah. ice cream so if you tuned into the uh, instagram live feed uh you saw us give a little tour of the set and a tour of pup 39a featuring that, the saturn five
0: yep yeah, yeah, that'll be on our story yeah too. it will be on the story so yeah.
1: if you uh if you catch it fast enough, with I think it's what 24 hours. Yeah. You'll see it, but if not, too bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. You snooze, you lose.
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, as we were introducing, celebrating the Apollo 11 uh, moon landing, transitioning now into discussion about the Patagonia 2019 eclipse. Just an amazing eclipse. It looked like um, some viewers from the west coast of South America on the beach some awesome videos i wish i was there
0: yeah i me me as well me me too me too me too, <laughs> me, um, me too. now nah, <laughs> i just i just thought wouldn't it be funny if you just said uh now we're gonna talk about how babies are made <laughs> we, talk, we talked about apollo 11 <laughs> now we're gonna talk about some real <laughs> shit Now we transition but, uh, into <laughs> a discussion
1: about uh about about health uh, yeah. about family life no but um about natural family planning yeah
0: <laughs> natural family planning during e- during an eclipse
1: <laughs> promoters of this to conceive a child during an eclipse yeah that would be that's actually what i wanna do <laughs> <It's>, that's my, <laughs> you gotta be fast that that
0: would be you have to be um very well uh trained <laughs> i guess i guess that would <laughs> you have to be uh Very well. um, Strategic. Yeah. And uh, in control um, (laughs) of your uh, surroundings. Yes. Yes. So. But. um, What would
1: you name a child if you conceived it during the eclipse? Ah, shoot. Eclipse. John John Glenn. (laughs) (laughs) John John Glenn Williams. That's his first name. His middle name is, is Eclipse.
0: Yeah. John Glenn Williams. I already have a dog named Lovell, so. Yeah, I can't. I can't just name him uh, Jim Lovell Williams. I'd so. uh, name my child Corona,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but everyone would think it was because of Corona,
0: the beer. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, If it was a girl, I'd name her Diamond
1: Ring. And <laughs> <laughs> her first name is Diamond, and then everybody thinks she's a stripper. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would not yeah, be good. Uh, yeah. There's but not really any good Eclipse names. No. I mean. Any, Anybody out there um, that listens who named their child after some sort of celestial event, please tweet at us for inspiration. <laughs> there's there's got to be, I mean, I guess like Venus, Venus Williams. <laughs> yeah. There you, be, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that, there,
0: there we go, Venus Williams. Um,
1: Venus Williams, yeah, the or, pro tennis player. Yeah. And future um, daughter of Venus. No, it, honestly,
0: if it, even if it was a girl... I I have an agreement set to still name him John Glenn or her John Glenn. <laughs> um, It'd be
1: like one of those names like yeah. nowadays like there are there are some names that traditionally were more masculine but now they're kind of both. Glenn, yeah. yeah. Make Glenn Aquarius, the... <laughs> Eagle, <laughs> Lunar
0: Lunar Module Williams.
1: <laughs> uh. Yeah, we gotta figure something yeah. out. Some space thing. I will.
0: I mean, eventually, I'll find a, a girl who actually <coughs> would accept this, it. but uh, at least appreciates yeah. the humor in it. Yeah, exactly. But um, no, the Patagonia eclipse. <laughs> we wanted to go to this. We we actually said we were gonna go to this yeah. for like a long time. Yeah, if we, you go back to episode. Yeah.
1: What was it? Probably. <coughs> excuse me. Episode three or four.
0: Yeah, and we actually, I think we might have done like a pinky swear, I don't know, but we, <laughs> truth of the matter yeah, is, we, uh, we didn't actually go because it's expensive to go down to Patagonia. So, um, you know, life happens and, you know, you're busy and you're, so we, we
1: watched it from work. Yeah, we, I, we, we still both, tuned in. Yep, you know, tuned in. But it, it is difficult when you when you consider the 1500 to $2,000 airfare, um, it, that's a challenge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you consider two thousand dollars in airfare? Yeah, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a tough it's a yeah. tough bet. Um, it it just was one of those things that didn't end up working out. But there is another eclipse in twenty twenty total solar eclipse in Argentina. Uh, so who knows? But
0: it, if you were watching on YouTube, which I'm assuming if you're listening to this right now that you probably were, um, the view. From that observatory that they were showing that we were tuned into. Yep. That was phenomenal. It I, was I, and honestly, like I would have I I would have given my left nut just just to be <laughs> just at to be that there. spot at that moment. I like, think it, that was insane. You, can you imagine it would have been there for that at that moment? Like that's exactly what I pictured yeah. that we would have been doing. Um and that that's just that was incredible. I can't believe if if you were able to actually go to that spot. Yeah. And I actually saw some stuff, um, that I actually sent you on Instagram that was from like just a shot from somebody that was on the beach and they had a huge crowd on the beach and it was beautiful. It was like totally clear.
1: Yep. I I can't imagine like that would have been so ridiculous. I, I, yeah, I think in the, um, slightly more inland areas of yeah. south america that did they did have totality but they had, had a slightly cloudier affair mm-hmm. where it still didn't block the eclipse but there were clouds in the sky but for folks that were right on the shoreline on the far west coast of south america and chile it looked like it was a beautiful day um the observatory had a great view you're kind of up a bit it looks like in that scenario you're you're elevated and um i i just wish that we could have gone because i think it would have been a really great experience just to, they had a, a lot of, just like in the United States, when 2017 rolled through, all of the different little cities and towns were all in on the eclipse. They were fully committed, they had signs up, they had paintings on the brick walls of buildings all around the eclipse, because they knew it was coming, they knew it would bring a lot of tourism to their town, yeah. and so they're smart and strategic and planning for it in the right way. And it looked like that was the exact same scenario here. And so that would have been really neat to just be completely out of what we're normally used to in the United States, to be in a completely foreign country uh, and still feel that sense of excitement because it is a universal excitement. It's not just something that, Mm -hmm. oh, it came through the United States in 2017 and there was millions of people that saw it. And then every other total solar eclipse that's outside of the U.S. no one cares about, that's not the case at all. Like, mm-hmm. it was just as much of a big deal there as it was for the United States. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. There were some folks, uh, we we usually tweet them out a lot or promote them. It's timeanddate.com. Timeanddate.com is um, a Scandinavian-based company, and they have a great kind of eclipse um, trajectory trajectory, website you can go on timeanddate.com, click for future past current eclipses and see simulations of what it would look like at, in your time zone what it would look like down in chile and they actually were there so they um they had some instagram stories of flying out to chile uh, yeah. they actually met with some chilean government officials oh yeah the mayor of the town that they were in like met with them and it looked really cool, very accessible, probably even more accessible than even in the United States when the eclipse was happening. There were some areas, you know, you get a little bit of that uh, kind of touristy vibe at the 2017 eclipse in the U.S. Where there were, I, I don't know if you recall, but in Hopkinsville, we tried to park at that one spot. And they're like, oh, no, you can't park here. You have to have tickets and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's how it was in Chile, but it definitely didn't seem that way. It, it seemed a little bit more kind of universally accepting of like you're just here well you're here for the eclipse and you can do whatever they you know
0: they 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 may have just had a lot of affordable dentures that you could park in Mm and in in chile maybe they did that's what we we did
1: that's what we found i would Mm -hmm. love to like we've said like i think next summer hell even maybe this this fall make a road trip down to kentucky Go to the site that we saw the 2017 eclipse. The affordable dentures. Mm-hmm. People are gonna be there on a, a normal day, probably wondering what the heck we're doing in there their lives. We should go this fall because we should. We, should. we yeah, why you could not? Could do it on a weekend. You don't. It doesn't even really require time off. You leave on the Friday afternoon, maybe taking leave of work a little bit early. Yeah, you could get down there in the evening time and then spend the spend the whole weekend there. Yeah, and uh, really re. Um, Recreate that event as far as going to the same places that we went, experiencing Hopkinsville. That was the one thing that I wish we had more time to do was experience Hopkinsville a little bit more. We saw, it, yeah. of course, in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, and we learned after the fact that there is a lot of really cool things that are there. Mm-hmm. night Bowling Headquarters. Yeah, for yeah exactly. Yeah, which we learned after the fact. Yeah. Um, or Hopkinsville Brewing Company. I would yeah. have loved to have stopped there. They're followers of us on Instagram had Twitter, I think, and they they seem to like our posts and things, because usually when we post a picture of our eclipse, of course, we hashtag Hopkinsville, and they're very in tune with their community there, so I would have loved to have gone there, or yeah. um, to actually go to the Casey Jones Distillery. We had their, um, their moonshine, their eclipse-themed oh, yeah. moonshine. If we go down there, we, we need to call ahead
0: of time and yep. make sure they have a stock full so yes. we can bring it back.
1: Yeah, those are the types of things that are really neat about these types of celestial events, whether it is something like the Apollo 11 moon landing or the total solar eclipse, when companies or establishments get behind it and they produce um, products that represent that exact moment. So in the case of the Hopkinsville eclipse, this local distillery in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, produced a moonshine that had... I can't remember the exact name of it, but it, um, it had a picture it was of the eclipse, eclipse moonshine. Yeah. It was something that's all it was. Yeah. yeah. And it said like lights out or yeah. it had a cool little slogan and it, it's just really cool. Cause you know, we, we, of course it was just a little pint sized bottle. So we, we finished that between the four of us, um, over the in little, 10 course, minutes. Yeah. Over the course of the, uh, the eclipse, but then you always have that and, and it's a, a little memoir from the trip uh, and there's plenty of stuff from Apollo 11 or just generally Apollo those glasses that you uh, your dad has um, you can still find them in some thrift stores there's a four-pack of Apollo uh, themed glassware like those little little tiny things that I think make those moments really memorable you look back on it and it's like this is cool I have this forever and it will always make me feel the same way I did when I saw this event. So, if you were lucky enough to be around when the moon landing occurred, um, you've got that to look back on. So, yeah,
0: this I think this is a classic example of, um, you know, where were you when? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, that's the thing of like, you know, obviously, not everybody's going to be all jazzed about stuff from Hopkinsville. Maybe you were in um you know nashville i mean mean, there's a lot of places that had overcast skies that you really couldn't see a ton of it but maybe you were out in oregon maybe you and you could see it crystal clear um and there's memorabilia and i've gone online and i've I've, I've seen it like there's stuff from those occasions and so this is just for us it's special because anything hopkinsville is special and that's why we we would want to go back yeah and go, go to the affordable dentures parking lot. And just sit in the grass. And kiss the grass where I was drinking a Coors Light at nine AM. Yep. Waiting right when the start of the eclipse happened, like this is just, that's, that's just one of the, like there's just life. Like that's just something that like you just brings a nostalgic kind of feeling mm-hmm. to you. And you're like, that's just where I want to be back there again. That's, that's where I saw this. That's where I saw this, like, yep. um, you know, I think about Indianapolis Motor Speedway because that's the first time I saw a Formula One race mm-hmm. and I'm you know, I, I was I'm really into car racing and Formula One racing and any time I go back to Indianapolis I always get that feeling mm-hmm. every time I go there. And that's the same thing with this. And you can even obviously you can tie this into the Apollo eleven landing. So yeah. Any, you know, my mom knows where she was. Right. And she was in her living room watching TV on her, you know, black and white TV with her whole family watching the Apollo 11 landing. And, you know, like, this is a classic, you know, you just, one of those things, it just kind of like, it's a stamp in time in your head, in your yeah. brain. And you just, you can't take it away. And that's why we're willing to drive back down to Hopkinsville. Yep. And, I mean... Obviously, we want to go back down there to go back to the spot, Mm -hmm. but we also want to go back down there to go check out the bowling balls. Absolutely. And hopefully,
1: because didn't they have an Eclipse bowling ball made? They did. They had some uh, special edition Hopkinsville, Kentucky 2017 total solar Eclipse Mm -hmm. Ebonite bowling balls. But yeah, like you said, it's a stamp in time. There's really, I think, one of the, if you consider, like, all the feeling, like, this nostalgic feeling is one of those things that there's almost nothing better. No, When Whether it's something you remember from your childhood, uh, you know, those are great memories from from your childhood are always a nostalgic feeling. But even in your adulthood, a stamp in time where you, in the words of your dad took a pilgrimage down to hopkinsville kentucky someplace you never would have thought you'd ever step foot in and you see something that you never would have thought you would have ever seen it becomes just an absolute great memory and uh, hopefully everybody that did get to see it in patagonia experienced it in the same way we did where you look back at that and you you if you traveled from the u.s you thought about your you know, that obviously is a larger, longer travel that requires some airfare and things like that. But to be in the, the Patagonia National Park, the, one of the most beautiful places on the planet Earth, uh, no light pollution, just an, I can't yeah. imagine what, I mean, you can see from the videos, but to be there in person when, when the eclipse hit, when we were, even when we were in Hopkinsville, which I would say is probably relatively low light pollution because it's kind of in rural Kentucky, yeah. but you still have a highway nearby. You still have a lot of uh, kind of city-type feel somewhat close to you. Even Louisville, maybe. That was an hour north of us. But you might get some light pollution from that. But if you're down in Patagonia, you're like in a park. You're in a national park, and the light pollution is so low that when the eclipse actually hits, that sunset feeling around you in 360 degrees must be just even more amplified than it was when we saw it. You can probably see a lot more
0: when it is dark it might know, get we, darker we feeling. got to see yeah. you know Venus right in our eclipse experience um, but you might be able to see more than that you might be able to see actual you know constellations yeah, and stars and things, stuff things like that but no I I I can't agree with you more just the it's it's uh, that's what kind of like in my experience with just things in life that I've just come across like the nostalgic feeling kind of keeps you driving to want to see more of that or like experience more of that yeah because you You want to recreate that nostalgia there's
1: there's nothing more fulfilling in many ways i mean yeah
0: i mean like you go uh, that and that's exactly why we're we're here to begin with is because we had that experience in hopkinsville and we want to continue to feel that experience and we want to continue to we want to share that experience with other people um, it's like a it's a very humbling very just I don't know there's the mo- it's a yeah. you can't really describe it it's uh,
1: M- moments in time you know. like that whether it's the Apollo 11 landing the Patagonia eclipse Hopkinsville eclipse if you saw it in Salem Oregon or whatever those are the moments if you were you know if you're in the generation that got to see the moon landing I can only imagine it's similar in some ways to the eclipse where it, it, you feel the most I don't know it's just such a we're all just on this planet together it's a human moment you're just looking up at something that's so insane like it is the most insane thing you could have never experienced you, you never would have thought you'd seen it yeah seen man uh walk on the moon yeah i uh, seen the the moon perfectly eclipse the sun to an exact degree that sh- sh- the shadow <laughs> of the of the moon eclipses the you know put, puts a shadow on the earth i guess um Those types of moments are uh, instantly nostalgic, and that is why the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 landing is such a big deal. That's why you see brands like Budweiser or Google getting behind it, because people reflect back on it, and they really feel something special about being a human on the planet Earth, and it really makes you feel all the struggles of day-to-day life, all the struggles of politics and, you know, uh, different conflicts that we deal with on a daily basis, it all kind of goes away for a second when you look at these events. And you get this feeling of just this quiet, just quaint feeling where it just is nostalgic and it just brings you back. And like you said, this podcast is an example. Once a month, it's a a little chunk of nostalgia every single time. For, for you and I, where we get to reflect on our eclipse experience, try to promote people going to places like Patagonia. Uh, we would have loved to have been there. Um, I yep. think that would have been really neat. It it did seem like the people that were traveling from out of town uh, just had an absolute blast. Like I was following oh, yeah. the story of the TimeandDate.com folks. Uh, I think they're from. I want. I hope that I'm not wrong in saying this, but I know it's. A, I think it's in Norway. Somewhere in Scandinavia. Mm-hmm. So they traveled all the way from there to Chile. And um, it just looked like they had an absolute wonderful time. Mm-hmm. They had a live stream going just like NASA did. Or uh, was it... Yeah, didn't NASA have one? Yeah, yeah NASA, NASA had, had one. That's yeah. the one that we were watching. Yep. But timeanddate.com had their own live stream. And uh, it was just a team of three or four people that went down there. But just, McMahon. Like, man.
0: Yeah. That, hey, of all the places, like... Um, I mean literally like of all the places that would be probably the most beautiful place to see one outside of hopkinsville yeah hopkinsville because hopkinsville, hopkinsville it was still like that like, again and, and i can't believe it's been how long ago like that we've actually like that that that, that happened it seems like a distant memory now mm-hmm. but which is making me really want to see another eclipse yep but it's uh I can't imagine being in Patagonia in the mountains, like basically just in nature. Like that, yeah. that's like that's where you would want to be. Uh, the ideal place to see an eclipse, yeah, a total eclipse, would be there. And that and like the people who were there are extremely lucky, lucky and blessed to yeah. be there, um, and to be able to experience that on the beach or in the mountains or wherever you were, if you were you know next to that observatory mm-hmm. like that i can't like literally there's no way like i was watching it and i was getting like watery eyes watching it at my desk at work on youtube yeah when totality Um,
1: when the totality hit i did feel a sense of remembrance to what we experienced it was even just watching it on the screen um it was the it was the next total solar after the one we saw it's not Mm -hmm. like there's been five other ones in between. There may have been little ones in the middle of the Pacific Ocean that no one saw really. Um, but this is the next big one and, and you know, the next big one from here, really big one, will be uh twenty twenty four when it comes back through the US. Yeah. Although there is another one that follows suit in South America, twenty twenty in Argentina, a little further and further we, north. We actually have a annular eclipse we do. Going through in twenty
0: twenty, I yep. believe. Yeah. Um, and it'll be way, way South of where we are. Mm -hmm. Um, but it'll actually kind of follow somewhat of a similar path of the 2017 eclipse, but like way further South. Yeah. Um, but it will be annular. So it'll, it'll basically go Southern California. I believe Mm -hmm. I'd have to look at a map. Don't quote me on any of this at all, but it'll, it'll basically go through like Texas, um, arizona area but mm-hmm. it'll be annular so it won't yeah. be a total eclipse but there's so we'll, still we'll have some stuff we, we can report on that too when we yeah and i sure. believe it is either 2020 or 2021
1: i think it's i think it's this upcoming yeah. year and, yeah. and an annular annular eclipse is also really neat to photograph because you get this interesting perspective the moon isn't quite eclipsing the sun you just get this beautiful ring of the sun around the moon Of course, a situation where you'd still have to wear your uh, solar eclipse glasses the entire time. You wouldn't be able to take them off as you do in the total solar eclipse because that ring of the sun uh, around the outside of the moon is still very, very bright. But from a photography standpoint, if you look up an annular eclipse, there are some of the most extravagant photos you've ever seen because it uh, it gives you that same feeling of celestial bodies crossing each other in just the right way. Um, at exactly the right time um, to produce a really neat-looking phenomenon. Yeah. And, yeah, it's it's cool. And, and it's just a, a a testament to the enthusiasm that we're trying to bring via this podcast to whoever wants to listen to us. We've talked about it many times before. We don't have a, a ton of listeners. We don't have a ton of followers or whatever. But that's not something we care care about so much in, as far as popularity. We're, we're not looking... We're not striving to become um, a highly listened podcast for the sake of like, oh, cool, we could be the number one space podcast on iTunes. We're doing it more because we really do want to share that little nostalgic feeling that we felt or that we feel every time we think about the eclipse uh, that try to package what we saw at the eclipse. And, and we do want yeah. followers for that reason. Exactly. That, that's the reason, yeah. though. It's not we're yeah, not looking not, for followers yeah. to make money. Or to try to like um, be like, oh, sweet, we have you know a million followers or whatever. It, yeah. it, it's not like a, a visceral thing like when it comes to followers. It isn't like, to
0: make us feel good. It's to make no. you feel good. Yes. And that's the biggest thing. And that's why we want you to crack open a space-themed beer that you have in your local town and listen to us, whether you are in Russia or Japan or South America, somewhere. Like, wherever you are. Find a space-themed beer, crack it open, listen to us, yep. and get excited for the next eclipse near you or anything else for that matter that's next happening. Next launch, yeah. whatever it may next be. Next launch, anything like that, and you're maybe you're able to go travel to it. Um, and it, it's not even for that reason. Just inspire everybody to go out, and get a telescope, and look yeah. up like, yeah, get out, at that point. So. Get
1: outside and look up at the night sky. There's nothing more humbling if you're in an area where there's little light pollution to look up and feel the sense of the stars yeah to feel that i i don't know we've talked about it before when we've interviewed your dad we, we kind of joked about the service we'd have where we you know take people that are really you know maybe they need a break from their job and they just need to come out to the lake with us and uh look in the telescope and see uh you know, a galaxy or something, Mm -hmm. there's just, there's something about seeing something so far away uh, and so incomprehensible, like the stars in the night sky in a very low pollution, light pollution area, or to see a galaxy in a telescope, to see a solar eclipse, to see a launch, it makes you feel like, uh, it just makes you feel really good. There's just nothing like it. And, um, and even if it, even if
0: you like, you know, I think it was it, was it a couple of years ago or a year ago? We, we were at a, at Lake Michigan, and my dad had his yeah. That, big that was slope, last year, yeah, last year. And we, uh, and there was a couple just random people that just walked up, and yep. we we basic like we got them in like basically inspired to go, and, and they were they were pumped by the time they left. Yeah, you know, it was kind of the point. Like that's, that's like. To me that like put a smile on my face you know we somebody who was just going out to basically walk on the beach and smoke a cigar was kind of stopped by us because we were blocking the whole path yeah but they stopped and they hung out and they actually looked up with us and looked and saw, into the yeah. scope saw a couple of we my dad the had the yeah, we were looking at a couple of galaxies and all that and um yeah a few different clusters i think it yep. and Like that's basically that's what it is. Like that's why we're here. Yeah, that's 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 our intent. That's the goal. That's the mission.
1: Even if you can't get, if you're not in a position to get out and look up, even the the sense of being able to just look up the photo, for example, of the black hole, that the really the global telescope that was the um, the project that produced the image of the the first real image of a black hole. You don't necessarily have to get out and look up if you're if you're really truly in a position where you can't get out and look up. But you can still experience that feeling by finding a photo like that where you look and you're like, "That's an actual black hole. That's an event horizon mm-hmm. of a black hole. This is insane. Uh, it's a really humbling experience. It uh, it keeps you driving. F- I, I don't know. It just it inspires you, and uh, it's a it's a really neat experience to to just look at something like that, whether it's through a telescope through the naked eye through an image on your Twitter feed. I think Who knows?
0: Yeah, and I think it's, like, it's, to me, like, it's most important because in, in not just, like, looking out into, you know, whatever telescope you have or whatever, you know, maybe following whatever Twitter feed or magazine you follow, it's, to me, it's more important, like, the things like tonight, uh, Apollo 11 50th anniversary or this month, was the Patagonia Eclipse. Like, those little things should be more important to you than, I mean, I don't want to say your family, <laughs> but it should be more important to you than your everyday life, like your everyday worries. It, yeah. like, and that's that's the thing is that it, it should take you away from those things and bring you to reality of that these things are real and these things have happened. Mm. And these things, and to me, if I'm having a bad day, and I look at a picture in an eclipse or I go and I and I search like the Patagonia eclipse or Hopkinsville eclipse, it it like makes me just feel very tranquil. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm if I'm and especially like your everyday work and things that really you you don't you can't take to your grave at the end of the day, you know. Right. Um, thinking about just thinking about those things helps you through the day. Yeah, literally and I, it, exactly. and I don't want to sound cheesy but that literally that's that, that's why i'm so passionate about it
1: no i get it it's you know. uh, it, whether it's uh, you know worries about your your job or financial problems or just very very human issues it it just allows you to step back and appreciate and i think what it also allows you to do is get just a it, it, it's like a It's a a stepwise phenomenon. You get a better appreciation when you see an eclipse for kind of the celestial system. But then you also maybe feel a little bit more connected to just nature in general. And you get a better appreciation for some of the issues going on with where our planet is um, and kind of the way we treat our planet, for example. Yeah. So it just it's a very humanistic thing. Um, It's an important piece. There are people that live a day-to-day life that have no interest in anything outside of their job, and that's unfortunate. And so it's our goal to open the eyes of people like that uh, and try to get them to appreciate things like space, like what NASA's doing, SpaceX is doing, what Apollo did, what the eclipse does to you when you see it we should do um,
0: we should th- this could be this is i was just thinking we could do something like the dr phil show <laughs> and we could come out with a book and yep. come up with a, a, a like a five step process hmm. of bringing people into the cosmos into the cosmos just the, the cosmos we need to word. draw people into the cosmos we know yeah. because people like just stare at their phones they look at facebook they think facebook is their life they think that they think all this kind of stuff like you know th- we need to draw people in and just the cosmos
1: the cosmos is a great word to describe everything that i think we've talked about yeah for the last few minutes here to just experience something greater than yourself that is out there so unexplored just like w- whether it's the depths of the of the of the universe or the depths of the ocean or whatever it may be i think you can kind of encapsulate it into one thing it's just this it's this unexplorable just we're trying to reach for it we've done a, a, a an amazing job as a as as humans to get out to the moon hopefully to get out to mars and become an interplanetary species really you know as mm-hmm. elon musk always talks about those are things that should excite you as a human being regardless of whether um, you know you live in the United States or you live in China or Russia or whether you're uh, whatever political party you choose it doesn't matter at the end of the day this is something that can bring everyone together it doesn't matter right. there's there's so much your financial status whatever it may be you can come together as, as a human race and experience
0: and that's something. exactly yeah. what
1: that's exactly what the anniversary
0: of tonight did fifty years ago. It did. It brought everybody together. Yeah. And it it, it wasn't. And you you literally you go and you look back at uh, interviews from Mike Collins and all those guys that you know have been been to the moon. They came back, and they did these national these literally like worldwide tours mm-hmm. and parades and all this kind of stuff. And everybody said, "I'm." so thrilled that we did it yeah we Human- did it Humanity as did this and mike collins one of the things that he said on one of the documentaries i have um in the shadow of the moon is yeah. that he was so blown away that people said he, he just has never heard this the term we yeah we did it and i'm so glad we did it and all this and it wasn't just you guys did it or the you US, you, you americans did it yep yeah. and so and that's 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 the thing it's like this is one of the things one of the only things that brings everybody together. Right. And not just one country and the other country and, the, you know, everybody does something, or one political party and the other political party. Right. So that's one of the things I really like about this. And even you can compare it to religion and all that kind of stuff yeah. where people yeah. have their religion and they just it, it's just nothing gets agreed it upon. It still
1: becomes universal.
0: Yeah, this is this is literally like one of the only things that you can share with others and accomplish with others yeah. that they consider that you know everybody did this as a human race yes so which is the coolest thing be you know, i'm glad you mentioned that because that's one of the things that has stood out to the crew of apollo 11 when they got back from their trip to the moon yeah is just everybody was so pumped that it was a, a, a really a human effort to get there not just not yeah. just the
1: US got there so it was a global accomplishment and it really was to them became very clear that it was the universal truth these three men Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin and Mike Collins although Mike didn't actually set foot on the moon for Apollo 11 was a very integral part of the mission and without him of course it wouldn't have happened but without them we still would not have humans on the moon. No, in today's day and age, um, it is an amazing thing to look back on, an undeniable accomplishment that you can you can never say anything negative about it. It's it is the um, the greatest accomplishment that humanity has ever achieved, and um, to that we have to you know you, you get you get like a very nostalgic about it even if you've never seen it. Um, because of the uh, the effects that it had on how we view humanity, I think the fact that we could send human beings out, like that photo on the on the break, the Grand Rapids Press printed that photo of the Saturn V at dusk, and you could see the Saturn V standing, and in the background you could see the moon. Yeah, to think that the little top section of that of that rocket on that was initially standing on the planet Earth made it all the way out to the moon. Yeah. It's just mind boggling.
0: And, and yeah, the three guys in that capsule made it there. Yeah. And then you look at the picture like this and you, you're like I it's wild. Like of yeah. a, a buzz standing on the moon. It, you're just and it all you can see is the reflection of the lunar module, the flag and Neil taking, taking the photo, the photo yeah. in his lens. Yeah. And you're just you kind of just you know you just you basically you're you just drop your jaw you're like i i don't yeah that's crazy how, how do how did we do that but it's it's yeah. there and it happened yep we did it and uh we live to fight another day and we the craziest thing is that i've wanted to mention that is that we have literally the whole crew except for neil who has passed away,
1: mm-hmm. still with us, yeah, that Mike can Collins actually keep Buzz, yep. sharing the story. Charlie Duke as the Capcom. Yeah, Charlie Duke, of course, touched foot on the moon himself, but yeah. in this mission was the Capcom. And, and Gene Kranz is Gr- still Gene Trance, here, so. yeah, Everyone played such an integral part. Yeah. All of the people that aren't recognized by name necessarily that had a very important piece or played an important role in this mission all the people that programmed, all the people that wrote code, anybody, it just is, it's such an accomplishment, and it, it cannot go unrecognized, and that's why I do appreciate the fact that, you know, everybody seems to be taking um, big steps into the fact that this is a big deal. This last week has been a celebration from the launch all the way through the landing, all the way through till the command module touched the surface of the ocean. It's a celebration. Yep. It it needs to be. And if it's if it wasn't if for whatever reason we lived in a world where the 50th anniversary of this event was not recognized in the way that it was, I'd be very very upset. I
0: honestly honestly I don't feel like it was recognized as much as it should have been. I think I feel like it was given good recognition, but I don't I feel like it wasn't enough. Like I I I think this should honestly be a, a holiday of some kind. Yeah, it wasn't like, uh I really do. I yeah. I feel like it should be celebrated because this is the biggest thing humans have ever done. We ever should, done. We should have the day yeah. off.
1: Literally. <laughs> we should just to, just. I'm not it, kidding. Just to take a step back and realize what it was, what it took uh, to get there. And, this is the biggest yeah. thing that human beings have ever done in history yeah. of all
0: mankind. Yeah. And there really isn't much other than. I mean, we have some newspapers and some, you know, movies coming out like all that kind of stuff which mm-hmm. is good, but it's it's not like it's from a global scale. Yeah, it's not maybe. like every channel you I mean, I feel like every channel you turn on there should be something going yeah. on. It should um, be that kind of global
1: but, um, reconnection. Basically, you know, obviously things have changed drastically from the point where we were in time where Apollo 11 was landing on the moon till now. There's a lot that has changed in the world for better and for worse. But it still should be that global reconnection where we as humans all we just realize this happened. This is really cool, and hopefully, you know, we're going to be doing it again soon. Obviously, the United States has made a very um, uh, public announcement in the fact that they're making efforts to put men and women back on the moon in 2024. We were talking about that, I think, on the break. Where just so much happening in 2024 with the next eclipse through the U S the next moon landing, potentially it's going to be a crazy time. And it's just, it's a good time to be alive. It really Mm -hmm. is. um, It really truly is uh, a good time to be a human, human on earth. Yeah. So, so with all that said, I, I mean, I hope that anybody listening has enjoyed the celebration of what was the Apollo 11 moon landing. And, continues to celebrate it through the fact you know till the time where they land on on the back on the surface of the earth in the ocean um it's a fun time to celebrate and uh it was a good a good moment for an episode too i'm glad glad that we picked this day to to do the episode i think it worked out well the summer is always tough for us you know there's there's podcasts out there that produce podcasts every single week yeah but in the case of those podcasts i think that's more of a I, I don't know if it's a full-time job for them, but it's definitely more of like a a full-time investment. Yeah. For yeah. us, you know, we've got so much going on else, elsewhere with our full-time jobs and things. So, so a month-to-month basis for us is kind of the best that we yeah. can do. But with right that now, being... We, we, for right we now. Might, we might crank it up. You never know. Yeah. Who, know, who knows? Maybe we start doing every... Two, to, two, two a month, month. Two times yeah. a month. Yeah. yeah. Um. There's always so much going on in the space world, but... Yeah, we well, just appreciate all the people that, that do tune in on a monthly basis, whether they are friends of ours that we've just told in person, like, hey, you know, check this out, or they're people that we don't even know. Um, that brings a smile to our face, knowing that hopefully there's people out there that, that maybe we don't know. And um, we've been able to hopefully inspire to get out and look up as our hashtag states. Yep. So
0: get out, look up. Yeah. Uh, I hope you... Um, we're able to tune in to you know, CNN tonight. They had yep. the Apollo 11 movie going on, um, which is like a, more or less a documentary um, of that that whole mission, um, not just the night of the landing. Um, yeah, the whole mission. Hopefully, sure. everybody tuned in. Hopefully, everybody had clear skies tonight. They got to look up. Um, and I really hope everybody had a really good space-themed beer like we yeah. did. Huh. Ours was good. It was very good. I would
1: definitely buy this again. The Astronaut Ice Cream. Kudos to the Illuminated Brewworks in Chicago, Illinois.
0: Yeah, and if you have any photos, if you were if you listen to us and you were at Patagonia and you have photos of the eclipse, please send them our way. And if you have any really good ideas for a space themed beer that we have not yet announced on our podcast, please send those our way as well. Yes. So we can we have that intel.
1: Yes, we definitely uh, are looking for that type of... I mean, those types of, types of things inspire us to keep going with this podcast. So, like Next month will be the two-year mark, uh, not only the two-year celebration of uh, the total solar eclipse in the United States, but the two-year celebration of our podcast being live, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that said, if you are on social media, you can follow us on Twitter at EclipseOnTap at Eclipse on Tap on Instagram as well. We're active on both of those uh, mediums. If you don't follow social media, that's totally fine. You can send us photos or send us a message via email at eclipseontap at gmail.com. And uh, we hope that uh, we you know get that type of interaction. If you do like what we're doing and you follow us on Apple Podcasts, that particular podcast um, channel, so to speak, uh, does a great job of allowing listeners to review and rate the podcast. So, you know, give us a, a, like or a review or tell us what you think we could do better. Um, we are on a bunch of others as well as Spotify, Stitcher, radio, Google play store. It's not just Apple podcast, but I think Apple podcast kind of is, is the universal, probably most popular. You, yeah. usually yeah. The, the go-to, the for go-to. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you are on that, on that, uh, apple podcast give us a give us a rating or a review we'd, we'd love that we've had a few uh in the two years that we've been almost two years that we've been doing this and it's a big deal for us even the the little bits and pieces here and there so um with that said cheers cheers get out look up we'll see you next time Yep. happy
0: apollo 50th apollo 11 anniversary
1: yes sir